You're listening to the One Small Bite Podcast with me, your host, David Roscoe. For over a decade, I have built a successful nutrition practice helping thousands of people thrive, nourish their life, and break the cycle of crazy diets. We will take one small bite at a time to transform your health and develop a positive relationship to food. So let's chop the diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul. Okay, are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome everybody to the One Small Bite Podcast. I'm your host, David Orozco, registered dietitian, nutritionist, certified intuitive eating counselor. And today we have a great show. We're going to talk about is breakfast the most important meal of the day? Let's look into that. And I am excited to get started with this. Before I do, let me just give you my disclaimer. This episode and podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. This is not a substitute for a medical, emotional, or a weight-inclusive nutrition or health consult for your specific needs. Please find a registered dietitian nutritionist or a health professional that hopefully is Hayes Intuitive Eating and Weight-Inclusive Aligned and licensed in your state. Okay, I'm really excited because... The fall is right around the corner. We're getting back to school, and this is the time of year for me that I actually enjoy the most. But it doesn't escape me that this is also a time of year where we really see a lot going on. Now, I got to remind you that we are in a post-pandemic world, so that still looms the fear of getting sick. I just recently got sick. It wasn't COVID, but boy, was I out. So the flu, COVID, there's a lot of things that are out there that are, you know, still a big stressor in our lives. And back to school is happening as well. We have a lot of kids that are going back into school. So there's a lot happening We have to get clothing and food and aftercare. And depending on what your child's age is, there are programs and classes and after-school activities. And so our schedules are back in that hurry, rush, rush kind of thing. One of the things that often seems to happen is that our self-care starts to mm, sort of fall apart a little bit. I'm going to talk to you about one in particular, and that is eating. Now, when you work with the team at Orozco Nutrition, one of the things that we abide by are these five self-care needs that every person, no matter who they are, has to do every single day. Write these down. These are the five basic things that every single human has to do every single day. Number one, eat. Number two, sleep. Number three, move. Number four, hygiene, shower, brush teeth. Number five, connect. We need to connect either through work or in our family, our church, people that we hang out with for a variety of reasons because we need certain things, but because we have to work, because of connection with family. 
but because we are social creature, creatures. And so it's very important to have connection. So all these are five basic safe care needs that every single human has. What we're going to talk about today is eating. We're going to talk about in the next few episodes about eating different meals. Let's talk in specific today about breakfast. This is what we're going to do today. We're going to take a look at what are the pros of having breakfast? What are the cons of having breakfast? And then you decide whether breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So let's go through this. Let's start out with the pros. Okay, well, I'm familiar with a few studies that have looked at specific meals during the day, including breakfast. And what I've seen is that many of the studies are observational or correlational. They're not causational, or they're not actually even randomized controlled trials, because it's very difficult to isolate breakfast into what they are actually doing or what the person actually needs or what is it that the breakfast is helping to do. So there isn't a direct cause and effect, right? But we do know that there are some pros to having breakfast. For example, it does fuel your body. If, if you think of your body like a car, right? You wake up in the morning, you get into your car, and you have to go to work or you have to go somewhere. If there isn't a lot of gas in that gas tank, then car's not going to go very far. It may not go very fast. Now, the difference, though, with the human body is that we have reserves. We have our liver, we have muscle, and we have fat that the body can utilize without you having to eat in order for you to get somewhere. So that's a big difference. But the body hates using this stored fuel. It doesn't like it. It needs it for emergencies. So if we're doing this on a regular basis, the body has to then sacrifice certain functions, usually like metabolism. Your metabolism will have to slow down in order for you not to overwork your engine so you can get to work or you can get to wherever. That's one of the reasons why having breakfast in the morning is one of the pros. It fuels your body. It gives you that energy that you need to help you start the day. Another pro is it regulates or could regulate blood sugar levels. Now, insulin in your body it's produced by the pancreas, and it's a hormone that attaches to the cells of your body to unlock that cell and allow sugar to come in. So essentially, insulin is the key that allows sugar into your body or carbohydrate, glucose, into your cells. So your cells have the energy in order to function. And that's very, very important. Insulin is most sensitive in the morning. So the ability to use insulin in the morning is greatest. In some people, when you're having something to eat, that insulin, since it's most sensitive, allows you to utilize that food or that sugar from food as energy instead of depleting your energy reserves from your liver or your muscles. So that's one of the reasons why people say, and research has found, that breakfast in the morning can help regulate blood sugars a little bit better. Now, we'll get to what kind of foods in a minute because I'm sure you're asking, well, David, is it just sugary cereals or is it a high-protein breakfast? Okay, 
Give me a minute. I'll get to that. <laughs> What I'd like to do is talk about another pro to having breakfast. In my case, for example, I get hangry. Boy, if I don't have breakfast, I just can't focus. I'm not clear-headed. I'm agitated, irritable, and I feel the hunger. And it's sometimes debilitating because I can't do something else unless I eat. And sometimes I may not even be aware of it. And that's where it gets a little tricky. So sometimes the pro of having breakfast is that it helps with your mood. It helps with your clarity. It helps focus. It helps you be a little bit more rational. It helps you to be a kind person. One of the pros is also that it helps with brain function. Another benefit of having breakfast is something a little bit more subtle. It happens less directly to the body and more emotionally, and that is it helps you connect with people in your lives. If you sit down, have a meal, you will generally have it either with someone or doing something, whether it's checking an email or your daughter or child sitting next to you having that breakfast with you. It is a way to connect. So eating is very, very social. Eating is something that is the fundamental way that human beings can connect. Now let's look at the cons. Some people don't really have anything for breakfast and they're not really having problems fueling their body or regulating blood sugar or brain function. Some people actually do well in the morning without having breakfast first thing. If you're telling someone that they have to have breakfast to connect, well, that's not something that they find as a way to connect with people, then that's not necessary. Now, it's also not easy for people to have breakfast some days or many days. It's maybe just too difficult and they're not used to it. Maybe they never liked it as a child. And so a con would be forcing someone to have something to eat when that's not what feels right for them. I think it's very important to really listen and pay attention to your hunger cues. Those hunger cues can tell you what you do need as well as what you don't need. For some people, delaying the eating can actually be more beneficial than for others. It might be better for their body to wait a little bit or to use the stored energy that they have. Maybe they typically have a larger meal at night and so their body has a little extra reserve from the dinner or for the meal from the night before and that's just the way their body functions better. What we have found is that no study has shown where breakfast is the important meal for every single human being in the world. Now, breakfast is a relatively new construct. Some people will make you think that it was developed by Kellogg in the early 1900s to sell cereal, and his brother developed the cereal, and so that's where the idea of marketing to make sure people don't starve. But that's not really the problem. That's not really what happened. What's really going on is that a lot of people dealt with famine for many, many years 
up until the Industrial Revolution. We didn't have access to food like we have today. Now, let's talk about what is the best time to have breakfast. What's the best time to eat? Well, if you like to have breakfast, have time, and want to have breakfast, the thing that you probably hear the most is to have something to eat within an hour or two after waking up. That's, of course, you had a restful night of sleep. If you wake up in the middle of the night, your blood sugar levels might be a little dysregulated. So having something to eat within an hour after getting up in the morning might be beneficial, but it's, there isn't a true test of what is the best time to eat. If you typically are the type of person that likes to have breakfast, then an hour to two hours might feel right for you. So go for it. That's a good idea. The important thing here is really finding the time. It's okay to maybe split your breakfast, maybe having two small meals, one before you leave work and another one when you get to work. It's okay to grab something on the way, maybe at a restaurant and have it at work or maybe have it at the restaurant. Sometimes people like to eat in those kind of settings. Maybe you plan out some quick options the night before. Maybe that's the way you do it so that you can grab and go in the morning. So finding the time isn't always the easiest, especially in our environment. So it really depends on your lifestyle and what you have going on. All right. Now, what to eat. Now, this is the thing that I get asked probably the most is, David, just tell me what I should eat. Well, here comes the answer. Don't kill the messenger. <laughs> it's really up to you. Listen to your body. For some people, they do well with a high-protein type of breakfast. Some people don't. Some people like a higher-fat or a higher-carbohydrate type breakfast. Again, other people don't. Experiment. Mix it up. Find different food groups when possible. See what mixes well for you. So, for example, maybe yogurt, granola, nuts, and fruit work well for you. And eat enough that makes you feel satisfied. What does that mean? That means you're full, but you're not stuffed, and you can last probably another four or five hours. That's a good gauge of whether or not a meal is going to be beneficial for you. That four to five hour range, now that's not tried and true. It's not true for every single human being, but usually your stomach has a gastric emptying time of about four or five hours. Generally speaking, if you eat what fills about 80 to 100% of your stomach, about 80 to 100% of it will empty out within about four to five hours and be ready to receive the next meal. If you combine different food groups, you get protein, fats, carbohydrates, um, fruit, vegetables, maybe dairy, other foods that will have a sort of slowing effect of that gastric emptying so things don't empty out all at once. And so it allows your body to sort of absorb these nutrients at a regular pace so that your digestive system has a nice rhythm. And this is really, really helpful for a lot of people. 
Breakfast doesn't have to be breakfast food either. Leftovers could be breakfast. My daughter loves mac and cheese for breakfast sometimes. We'll sometimes give her ice cream, fruit, and a piece of bread. Or sometimes she'll have pizza, cold or hot. And sometimes she likes stir fry. She enjoys having stir fry in the morning for breakfast. Just as much as she likes oatmeal and she likes cereal and she likes a scrambled egg on avocado toast with some tomato and sometimes she'll also eat other food, breakfast style foods. So it really just depends on what you want. But you notice in what I'm telling you here is that there's some kind of combination of different food groups, which goes back to the gastric emptying, which allows your body to utilize the digestive enzymes, the motility in your gut, the microbes in your gut to help break down the food, utilize the food, slow the absorption of certain nutrients, recalibrate certain nutrients in different ways, and then store them in different areas. So it gets used adequately throughout your digestive system. It also depends on what your goals are. If you're an athlete, for example, I would say it's a good idea, especially if you work out in the morning, it would be a good idea for you to have a small snack before you work out. You don't have to, but it's usually a good idea to have a small snack, a small snack like a half a banana or maybe a half a slice of uh, bread with peanut butter or jelly on it. And what that does, or sometimes even an orange juice, what that does is that it helps fuel your body so that you can go a little bit longer with your workout or faster or stronger, your performance is a little bit more improved. I typically do not like to eat before I work out. So it's not a must, but if you're an athlete, you do need to look at how much food that you need to have. If you are sedentary, you probably don't need to eat that much for breakfast. You probably could go with a little bit of oatmeal, some fruit and nuts, and you're good to go. If you're like my wife, for example, and you have a cup or two of coffee in the morning, and that sort of is what gets you started well, then that's fine. She tends to like to eat something later on, right around the 10 or, or 9.30 time. And she usually grabs something with a little bit of protein. Like, for example, she'll make herself scrambled eggs and she'll take some chips, which goes to that whole point about it doesn't have to be breakfast food only. It really depends. There is no tried and true way of eating breakfast. And there isn't any magical food that's going to help you more than the other. I think what's important is to pay attention to yourself. Another example would be maybe you do well with a smoothie. A smoothie for me doesn't work. I mean, I've tried. It fills me up. But boy, an hour or two later, I'm ready to eat the hand off my arm. I need to have something that takes time for my stomach to empty, grind, digest, break apart, so on and so forth. A smoothie really doesn't do that for me, but I know clients where a smoothie is great for them. 
Some people will do really well with a green drink in the morning. They put lots of veggies in a blender and they'll mix it up and they put some nuts and they might put some avocado in it and it doesn't taste great, but they say it really makes them feel great. And I say, go for it. What's really, really important is not whether or not breakfast is the most important meal. What's more important is whether breakfast is the most important meal for you. So pay attention to those things. What are your hunger cues? What is it that your body is telling you? For example, are you irritable? Do you have a lack of focus? Can you have more clarity if you do have something to eat in the morning? Does having breakfast help you not over-snack throughout the day? Maybe by not having breakfast, you end up overeating at night or later on in the day. Or maybe not having breakfast causes you to overeat for lunch or skip lunch even because you're relying heavily on your body's muscle, liver, sugar, and fat to supplement that. And so I, these are the kind of things that are important to pay attention to. One of the things that we do at Orozco Nutrition is we work with our clients to provide an approach that works well for their body and for them. We don't focus on weight loss. We tell people that weight loss is not going to be what's going to help you. We need to get your body fueled in a way that your blood sugars are improved. Maybe we're working on cholesterol or your blood sugar and having a little bit more fiber in your diet is more beneficial. So we provide clients with a nourishment guide. This is free to our clients, and it's also free to people in our new community. They get this nourishment guide. Now, some people think, oh, it's a meal planner. No, it's not just a meal planner. It's a way of being able to pay attention to what your needs are. And so therefore, you can nourish yourself based on what your body's needs are. Let's go back to the question. Is breakfast the most important meal of the day? The answer is, it really depends on you. Does it work well for you or not? Don't be driven by diet culture. You're going to hear things that tell you you should have more protein in the morning, or you should have higher fiber, or you should eat kale, or you should have cottage cheese, or you should, should, should. The only thing it does is it makes people shit on themselves. You do not want that lifestyle. We've had it for many years. Look, it hasn't worked. More food rules only perpetuates the very weight stigmatization that lives in our own minds that we put on ourselves. Focus on what works best for you. Find a registered dietitian nutritionist, Someone at Orozco Nutrition, for example, that can guide you in a way that makes you feel better. Hey, and don't do this all on your own. Join a community like our community that we've started that will support you so you have the foundation and you have the resilience and the support from us and from other community members that will have your back against the forces of diet culture, the thin ideal, the Adonis body complex, dysmorphia, and so many other anti-fat weight stigma so that it will help you build a positive relationship with food and your body. 
so that you can feel good. In this community, we've got resources. We've got an online platform where we'll post very specific topics about food, nutrition, your body, your lifestyle, and best of all, it's private. So it gets away from social media and the hustle and bustle of life's crazy diet culture mentality. You'll also get Ask a Dietitian Anything online sessions, meetups, in real life events, and more. But look, I think the single greatest benefit of this community is to have people that have the similar lived experience and can share and grow together, learn together, build new habits together. That there alone is worth its weight in gold. I think that it brings that level of learning. So we are starting, we did postpone it to September 6, 2022. We are excited to have you on. Check out our website, oroscanutrition.com forward slash community to get more information and to sign up now. So you can get those two free weeks. If you sign up for an annual plan, you'll get on top of that two free months. And here's the best part. If you sign up now, you will be grandfathered into this low price because the price will go up in a few months. So go to oroskunutrition.com forward slash community and let's do this. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed this. I'd love to hear what you think. Please leave me a review on Apple or Spotify and let me know what you think. Those rates and reviews really helps us get the show out to more people. And if you know of somebody else that can benefit from this show, please go ahead and share it. Hey, folks, I just want to say thank you so much. I greatly appreciate you for listening in. I so love and enjoy doing these episodes that I just really want to keep doing them. But I, I really would love to hear from you. So feel free to email me at info at oroscoenutrition.com. Again, that's info at oroscoenutrition.com, O-R-O-Z-C. Nutrition.com. All right, folks, until next time, remember, chop that diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul. See ya. Oh, yeah.